Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I know that you thought... Maybe you and I going to the Luke Combs concert was going to be the thing that got me into a little more country. Uh-huh, yeah. Wrong. Wrong. The correct answer is Beyonce. Her country song rules. That one's Whatever great. Whatever it takes, man. Are you kidding it, me? Nope. Both of the songs are really good. Beyonce's country album is going to be the only thing that works for me. <laughs> the new new country, again, some of the older country stuff I, I never could, could stand. But uh, over the last, I don't know, three to four years, I've listened to more country music in that span than I ever have in my life. But it's again, there's some people that'd be like, well, that's not really country. But they want you to listen to Brooks and Dunn or whatever. But Luke Combs is country. Absolutely. Um, have you listened to the new Beyonce country songs? Wow. Missing out, Drew. You? Yeah, it, it's a. Uh... It's very different hearing her in that space. Well, sure. Can you I play think. just like a quick, oh, you know what? Nope, nope. nope. The explicit. Uh, yeah, aspect we're going to find out. There's definitely some. I was like, wait, just play a part. And they're like, no, oh, there's definitely some curse words in it. I can't just have you play it. You're Daddy to, Lessons? Is that the name of the song? To find, you're going to have to find the radio edit. <laughs> is that right? Hold'em. There, no. Yeah. It's there's te- a couple. There's Texas two. There's, Hold'em. There's Texas Hold'em, and then I think it says Daddy Texas Lessons. Texas Hold'em is currently the the bigger of the two hits. They're both very good. Um, but, yeah, unless you can find the radio edit room. <laughs> the top 100 song now. Please do not do it. That's oh, already good. Catchy, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm not not surprised. Beyonce, Beyonce, really, great, really great good artist. artist, really, really good artist. No matter what she's singing, who knew? Why didn't anyone inform us of this? No, I, was, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't actually. I didn't You're missing li- out, man. The, this Very week, I, uh, for whatever reason, I haven't. A lot of times, I'll listen to 106.5, our sister station. Sometimes driving into work, a little country music, Cody and Zeke. And uh, I haven't this week, and I wonder if that's if I would have listened to that. I wonder if I would have heard it a few times. So that's my bad, my fault. We are expecting uh, Andy Reid, Brett Veach live from Indianapolis Scouting Combine. Expecting to hear from them at some point here in the the next maybe five to ten minutes or so. We'll keep an eye on that. Get an update. Um, I'm sure Andy will be asked about the report of him working on a, a brand new contract, and here he is right now. All right. Um, before we get started, I just want to. Put a shout out to uh, um, the Gavin and Lopez family uh, for their loss with Lisa um, and for the people of Kansas City. You know, she she was a personality there and uh, a very good human being, first of all, and and we'll all miss her um, as I know her family will. Um, And then just. a positive word on Kansas City. That's not what Kansas City is all about. Um, uh, and then for our youth of America, that we we gather together and 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 make this uh, is great. You're our future, and uh, as great as we can make this place, we want to do that. And so um, we can turn this, which was a negative, into a real positive with just a little togetherness and love. I think we can we can fix a lot of problems here. So. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, on a different 
note here. Um, in our year, I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of the organization uh, for a job well done, the coaching staff, and how they went about their business. I just um, think it was, was top notch for Brett Veach and his staff and what um, they put together for the coaches to work with was great. Um, and then Mark Donovan as the president of the organization for him and his staff of just organizing us and making sure we're all going in the right direction and um, and with the new um, you know things that are lying ahead of us here with uh, facilities and so on. I just uh, I think it's a tribute to all the work that they're putting in here. Um, and then uh, Clark Hunt and the Hunt family for really giving all of us, Mark, Brett, myself, and everybody that works with us an opportunity to be successful. We, we appreciate that and um, uh, look forward to moving forward here. Um, what has happened has happened. Um, now we're in the present. And this is a great reminder of that when we come here uh, with all these new players and opportunities to gather new players. Uh, again, this is our first taste of that as coaches. Uh, Brett and his staff have been locked in a room here for a week or two since the Super Bowl, and they've been just grinding out players. But for from a coach's standpoint, it's nice to get down here and have a chance to meet face to face with these kids and, and see what they're all about. Anyways, well, that time's time's yours. Coach, <clears throat> Yeah, listen, uh, Creed is a diligent, diligent player. Um, he's a great player. Uh, and so he'll take care of that. That's not, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. He, uh, he's a relentless worker and we'll get all that taken care of. Coach, can you talk about the kind of emotions that this team seemed to thrive off of, maybe more than any other Chiefs team, and kind of how you were able to balance that and keep it in check throughout the season? Yeah, so. Um, from an emotional standpoint, the, the guys feed off of each other. It starts with Travis. He's been there the longest, and, um, and and he's got phenomenal energy. So the guys the guys feed off of that energy, along with Patrick and Chris Jones. These are these are our leaders, uh, senior leaders, and um, I mean I, I can tell you right down the list of guys the um, the Sneeds, McDuffies. I mean, we got young and old, but the the older guys are the ones that really have built the foundation there along with our ex-players that have been with us. So, um, uh, yeah, there, there's great emotion and they, they they felt honored to be, we all did, felt honored to be in a situation where we made the playoffs and and uh, it was a great reward for the hard work of this long season, um, the ups and downs that we had. So um, they were they were revved up and ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, so li listen, um, <clears throat> I, I'm not saying anything about the Jets uh, um, because everybody doesn't fit into every every situation. That's just not how it works in this league. Um, we've had McColl. We kind of know how he fits into our scheme, and, and he did a nice job with that. He came in, uh, worked hard, and, and was productive for us. Um, so... And he had a couple of hiccups early, but he worked through those. We knew he would <clears throat> and ended up uh, having some great plays in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, you're doing if you're the student, I'm going to tell you that you're doing the right things by surrounding yourself with the people here and uh, that are in the National Football League. Um, I was fortunate enough to start uh, I did my student teaching at a high school level, and I kind of worked my way up <clears throat> from there. Division two, non-scholarship, and sold hot dogs every Tuesday and Thursday. So it's not all about the the glamour, you know, of this. Um, but uh, the, any avenue you can get in, work hard and be honest, and and get a good quarterback. <coughs>
Yeah, well, I don't know if they've come around, but he's had an influence, I think, in his own way of uh, <clears throat> um, in style. I, I think that's opened eyes, uh, especially from that type of an offense. Everybody kind of doubted whether that type of an offense could work. I mean, Lamar is the same way. Can that work? Well, it, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I stood here and I was asked about Lamar Jackson on what position I thought he would be that, that he could play, whether it was running back or wide receiver. And I'm going, why not try quarterback, right? So uh, give him an opportunity. And uh, he's been the best player since he was a little kid. I think guys are realizing that. I mean, these guys don't get where they're at by not. Uh, they just didn't transform into these great players. They were, they've been great for a long time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, uh, where's the staff at? Uh, are they in their last year? Are they in their first year? Uh, what offense are you putting this, asking this guy to be in? <clears throat> are you willing to work with his strengths and try to better his, um, you know, the things that he's not strong at, his weaknesses? Uh, are you willing to stand before you guys and kind of protect that guy so he can grow a little bit? All of those things come into into play. There are a lot of there are a lot of uh, things that that take place uh, that help mature a quarterback into these these great ones that we have. The league's in great hands, by the way. So we've got some real good ones uh, playing. Ryan Paul said that he looks for artists and surgeons. Yeah, you try to teach. I mean, that's what we're here for. So we're here to teach. And there, there's a, it's not all about the plays. It's about how you teach them and then how you handle the player and how you teach that player. So there, there's a lot that goes into it. Good job. Good job. Yeah, listen. What, I'm a big believer in Eric Bieniemy. Where, um, wherever he goes and whatever he does, he's going to be good at. So he did that at Washington. He changed. He cha helped change a culture there, and that they'll build on. You know, they, he, he's going to demand greatness out of you, and he'll do the same thing at UCLA. I mean, he's going to. He'll do a great job. He's in charge. It's hard when you're in charge of something to have to step back. He's he's got an opportunity here. Uh, to do his thing on offense, and he knows the landscape. He's been at UCLA before, and, and, and maybe he's a head coach at the college level, but um, I'm, I thought he should be a head coach here, but I, if it doesn't happen, uh, maybe he has that opportunity there to do it, but I'm a big fan. Yeah, not not a whole lot different. I, I was blessed to play the offensive line, so I always say offensive linemen kind of know. You can tell a good quarterback from a bad quarterback. So I've tried not to lose that focus on it. It's pretty simple, you know. But you got to spend time with them and get to know them a, a bit, and um, and try to give them different thing, different put them in different situations as much as you can in environments like this and visiting them at their campuses or having them come visit you, talking to their coaches their, and, um, and, and then talking to the players around them. So I, I, like, I like to, no, nah, I, I wouldn't say there, I really wouldn't say there is, no. Yeah, well, I mean, it's football books. Bill Walsh's book is probably the best out there. Just, uh, but there are a lot of guys who have written books, uh, from Tony Dungy to, I mean, you know, a lot of Hall of Fame guys have written books, and they're all good. I mean, I've read them all, but Bill's is, a, you know, how you, you want to be a head coach or a leader of an organization? Here it is, uh, mapped out for you. Aware of, of people who are just starting out, just at the beginning of 
Yeah, I'm sensitive to that because I mean I got to start at the ground level and work my way, work my way up, and I don't really just want to hire somebody to hire somebody. I want somebody that's going to bust their tail, has an appreciation for the game, um, and and is loyal. You know, you, you put in there, you want them to be innately smart and uh, good, easy to work with too. So. Um, or willing to work with, so. Uh, but I, you know, that's how I. I mean, that's how I look at that. Yeah. You know. Is that a challenge to sort of know who those people are, either in the college game, maybe yeah. other NFL teams? You try to stay up on all that. You, you know, I'm, I talk to everybody. I mean, I don't care. high school. I'm, I, I still go to dinner with all my high school coaches, so I could try to keep in tune. I mean, they're 86 years old, 87 years old. One's turning 80. It just turned 88. I mean. So it's, uh, but they, th there's a, a great nucleus of guys in, in the city there that I know. And so I try to stay in touch with those guys. And, uh, and then at the college level, do the same thing. So. Yeah, Donovan did a nice job for us. Good senior leader and a um, um, ton of experience. And you know, we've got a young kid that we drafted and I thought he was a good example to him. Yeah, listen, um, that's up to you guys. I, I'm just, you just try to make sure you have the team put together and then try to go win that next game. And if you can keep it that simple, then you stay on task and focus. Um, and then if you guys call it a dynasty, hats off to you. Let's just keep keep going. Right? That's Coach, our main thing. I mean, I love kids that have an opportunity to play everything. I mean, I, I, that, but that's how I grew up. I, um, you played you played everything and. You're exposed to everything, and then whatever direction you end up going, you went with. Um, so I, I still encourage that. I, I've got 12 grandkids, and try to encourage the older ones to go try it. You know, go try something. You know, that if you if you have a little interest in it, let's go. Give it a whirl. Couple, couple more for coach, guys. Couple more for coach. Yeah, you know, I, I probably I should have mentioned that at the beginning. I don't know if you were here at the beginning, but um, the, the law enforcement folks were unbelievable during the situation. We had them from all over the place, and um, from, and they just immediately jumped in uh, to cover you up mode and make sure that everybody was safe, uh, the best they they possibly could with a million people there. But they they. Um, um, I, I thought they, they handled everything tremendously. And it wasn't, I'm not just saying that from my standpoint, but from, uh, I had a bird's eye view of things going on. So um, I thought they were great. I, I don't think you can do that. I, I think you've got to, I mean, you know this. We've been together before, so you know this. I, I think it's um, a little bit monotonous, but it's the preparation that really matters. That's what's real. So there's a lot of hoopla that goes on with it, but that preparation and to stay grounded, stay humble, all those things become very important um, uh, because the parity in this league is like that. and. If you're off a tick, somebody's going to whack you, and you, you don't want that to take place. You want to stay as focused as you can on the job at a task, and it's hard. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to win in this league. It's hard to win a Super Bowl in this league. So, anything that's knocking you off to one side or the other, not good. Yeah. Last qu last question. Yeah, well, I mean, every year you kind of do that. 
and you always want to come in with a couple new things, wrinkles here and there, uh, get a feel on your team the best you can. When the you know when things are are live and count, and so um, I think you you know you kind of follow that and evaluate that as you go. Every year is different, so that's that's kind of what we did this year. Uh, we, we had some drops and penalties early, obvious. Uh, those things, those things hurt you, and and so you you've got to work around that, fix the problem, work around it, make sure that you still have opportunities to win the game. So the run game became more important. Our defense did a tremendous job for us, so um, so that we could also do, you know grow on offense. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right, that's Andy Reid out in Indianapolis at the scouting combine. If you missed the beginning portion, you, you spent the, the first minute or so uh, speaking uh, for the first time since the tragic events and shooting at Union Station of the parade. Uh, and so he was expressing his condolences and, and thoughts on, on the day's events. And then obviously throughout that, what was that, 15 minutes or so r- roughly of Andy Reid, um, a lot of it was – from reporters clearly in other markets asking about young quarterbacks and developing. How and, to be uh, right about that. And, you know, growing up as a, or how to get in the league as a coach and all that. There were a few things. I'm stunned nobody asked about the report of him getting a contract extension. I'm shocked. Nobody. Hey, would you like to respond? Are you working on a deal to stay in Kansas City? How long do you plan on what, coaching for? Yeah, not a, not a single question. So that was kind of a stunner um, and unfortunate. And I don't know the next time we're going to hear from Andy Reid, as a matter of fact. Uh, mandatory mini camp? That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a while. Rookie mini camp. Be Probably a while. rookie mini camp. Um, Maybe a, a month. That's a while from now. Anyway, yeah. uh, he, he was asked about uh, the left tackle situation, specifically Donovan Smith, uh, he, who's not under contract for next year. He said, quote, Donovan did a nice job for us. Good leader. Got a young kid that we drafted, Wani Morris. Thought he was a good example to him. That will be something Brett Veach, I'm sure, gets asked about. We're expect, expecting to hear from Brett Veach uh, right now. Much like Coach, uh, but before we get into the football topics, would like to definitely start off by um, offering our thoughts and prayers to uh, Lisa Lopez Galvin, her family, all the families that were impacted the day of the parade. Um, certainly a heartbreaking and, and tragic day for us. Uh, our organization has been in contact with the families, and we will continue to do so and be a pillar of support for them both now and into the future. And, and um, speaking of support, Certainly want to thank the uh, the first responders that day, uh, men, and women, men and women in uniform uh, for their support and really everyone that day that, um, you know, showed their their guidance during, during a tough time. Um, numerous player accounts and stories and proud of those guys for for the work they did and, and for the calmness they showed. So definitely wanted to start off by, again, um, sending our thoughts and prayers to those families. It's, um, it's tough to transition now in, into football, but understand that's that's why we're here. And a um, lot to be proud and, and thankful for. Eight straight AFC West titles, six AFC championships, four Super Bowls in the last six years, three Super Bowl wins. So um, back-to-back titles hadn't been done in a while, and we're looking forward to going after that ever-elusive three-peat. And um, wouldn't be here without the outstanding leadership of, of Clark and, and the Hunt family and Mark and his crew, our great players, our outstanding coaching staff, Ted Cruz, um, for his amazing job that he does all year. Um, and I, I, my, my personnel staff, I can't, can't thank them enough. I truly believe I have the um, best group of scouts in the NFL. So looking forward to being here and, and starting this process, meeting with player agents and getting to know the, the new draft prospects and to meet them and interview them. So with that, I'll take your questions. I think um, much like any position, we're always looking to get better. And so, um, you know, whether it be receiver, O-line, D-line, DBs, any opportunity we can to make our team better, um, we're going to do that. And so we put a high priority on the depth in our roster. And, and so we'll, um, you know, we'll attack that much like we do all the positions and try to get the very best players we can and go through our process. Every team's process is a little bit different and unique. Um, we have ours, and um, you know, there's always chance to refine and tune things. But um, again, I, I think in this league, because of such a long season, I'm talking 20-game season, uh, it's a marathon, and you have to attack every position and, and with the mindset of just having that depth because it's not a matter of if but when players go down. 
Yeah, we did a lot of work on him, and that that is, uh, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it is, it's a, a little bit different in our offense. There's a lot of verbiage, a lot of dialogue. You're always going to have a coaching staff that puts a ton of pressure on young players to come in and perform. Our situation is a little unique where you have a coaching staff and a quarterback that puts a lot of pressure for the players to come in and perform right away. So um, credit to Rashid. I mean, I, he, it, it just speaks to him and his resilience. Um, you know, it was a lot early on, and our coaches just did a great job of pacing him. I know early on you see the flashes and you want more and more and more, but there was a plan, there was a vision, and sometimes these things take time. Something, Sometimes they don't um, happen as soon as you want, and it takes some time. But with Rishi, I think he was determined to make it happen this year and to keep working, and you know he did a great job. So certainly um, credit to him and the work he put in off the field with the playbook and with our coaches after practice. I mean, we're going to, just like last year, um, with Chris and with LJ, with a lot of our players, we get a chance to meet the agents this week. And um, he's at the top of the list. You know, love Chris and tried really hard to get something done, and we didn't. Um, but when we got together right after that Detroit game, we had a great talk. And, um, you know, both parties, I think, want to be here. So we'll get to work. And, you know, that's certainly a guy we want back and love and want to see him finish and end career here in Kansas City. Well, I mean, you know, I think our division, tremendous coaching. I mean, I think the first thing you think of is the outstanding coaching. Um, and now two more great coaches hired um, in L.A. and in Oakland. So I think, that, you know, the, the task is with, with these organizations is that they're smart organizations, they're tough organizations, and you know they're they're led by great coaches and so they're going to have different ways to attack us and i mean we all saw last year what vegas did to us christmas day and we went on you know i think to win the rest of the game so uh never an easy game um but i think we just have to be in the mindset of just control what we can control and just try to put this roster together um and be the best version of ourselves and i think when we just take care of what we need to do and just try to make our roster better and get better improving from what we did last year. I don't think we ever chase anybody. We just try to be the best version of ourselves. So we'll continue to do that, but certainly a tough task in our division. Uh, great teams, great rosters, great coaching staffs. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, certainly. Um, that's always um, a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys. And it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money. And uh, then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, we'll go through them, and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly want to do what we can to try to keep both those players. And that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully, we're able to figure something out. Um, but every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, but our, you know, it, we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us. But I think our goal is to try to get both those players done, and then work down the rest of our roster. Yeah, we'll get a chance to meet with him and his agent, Love McCall, and if there's an opportunity there that, that makes sense for him and us, I'm sure we wouldn't be uh, opposed to, to going down that, that road. I mean, listen, when you have a guy that has played in this offense and un understands all the verbiage, all the dialogues, all the play checks, I mean, that's why it, you know, we didn't have a lot of ammunition to do much at the trade deadline last year. That one just kind of opened itself up where the price wasn't much, and our coaches knew him, he knew us, and it worked out. And I mean, thrilled for him for that last play. I mean, what a turn of events for him, but uh, love McColl and I'm sure we'll be in contact with him. Um, I'm not a big reader, no. I, I watch the Netflix documentaries and I'm, I'm a big documentary guy, so I don't read much, but I spend a lot of time just watching documentaries and trying to learn about historical events and things in the past. But uh, Mike Berganzi is the guy you want to talk to. He reads, every time I'm in his office, he's reading a book. So he's, if you're wanting to talk books and talk reading, Mike Berganzi is the guy. Yeah, we go through our process. That one was a long process there. And there was, I think, 
from our end, I, you know, we attack this like we do every player that we add in our roster. We just go through the whole process and our entire intel and security team. And um, I think when that came through, there it was a pretty much green light and that it was an opportunity for him. Probably should have been in the league maybe sooner than what he was, but he had to go through that process and, um, you know, looking forward to adding to the roster. But as far as the information in our process, it, you know, there was no hold up there. Well, Brant's amazing. We're certainly going to miss Brant. And um, congratulations to him and, and his family and to the Panthers for, for that hire there. Um, Brant, uh, Chris Shea, that whole staff, I mean, they, and really Brant got ahead of that one early. And I mean, that's, I mean, the key in this league is getting a quarterback. And then once you get him, it's securing him long term and then having the ability to, to do things within the contract to allow and provide flexibility. Um, Brant got on top of that early. Um, he has a tremendous relationship uh, with the agent community, does a great job, super smart. Going to miss him uh, a lot. Uh, I haven't got a chance to see him yet, but I'm looking forward to, to catching up with him. But going to miss him. We have some big shoes to fill. Chris Shea and, and Jack Walloff, they'll do a great job. Um, but again, Brant was, was on top of that Mahomes contract early and did a great job of guiding the organization through that. Last, last question, last question. Um, I think, you know, in, in some ways it, there is the benefit of, I, I think if, if you get close in negotiations, I think you get the added benefit of the ties go to the Chiefs, because I think if all things were equal, um, it is a money deal at the end of the day, and people aren't going to turn down um, a huge discrepancy in contracts, but I think we get the benefit of, of breaking all ties, so I think that's... Um, that's a huge benefit, and on the flip side, there's a lot of stress and a lot of uh, um, anxiety in every offseason because you know you have small windows and you, you don't have the ability to make a ton of mistakes. I mean, your margin for error is razor thin, so you got to be good on your draft picks and you got to be good on, on your free agency guys that, that come in here. They have to play, they have to produce right away because you don't have a, uh, a ton in regards to excess picks or excess money, so you got to be got to be efficient w with what you have. All right, thank you. All right, that's general manager Brett Veach. A couple things to react to. Uh, he was asked a little bit more about the franchise tag and their plan perhaps to use that. Did say they anticipate they will use that. So we'll react a little bit to that, plus what Andy Reid had to say from the Combine right here on 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Chiefs Red Half Hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. So we heard from Andy Reid and Brett Veach. Let's start with Brett Veach because he, he spoke most recently. And he pretty much suggested, said they anticipate to use a franchise tag. We understand that would be on one of two people and Sneed. really one person. Yeah, Le- Legereus Sneed. That's, that's, you know, that makes all the sense in the world. Everybody's kind of assumed that that's what they're going to ultimately do. And I would expect by the March 5th deadline or whatever, Legereus Sneed's going to get tagged. The question from there will just be, do they get a long-term deal done? And he also said, you know, that's their intention, right? That they want to, they would like to to get something done long term. Not surprised to hear that, either. Um, and you know, he, he also was discussing just the challenges that I think we've always discussed around the draft, uh, which is when you're picking thirty one or thirty two in this year's case, uh, you're not only dealing with players that on a talented team and defense and roster clearly are going to go yeah. have an opportunity or money. You're also not picking in the prime spot. You're, you're picking at pick 32. And so just the challenges to try to build throughout, which is what makes what they're doing a chance to three-peat that much more impressive from a front office perspective. Of course, always when you're in that position, you're going to have to keep doing it. And look, the franchise tag is the right move. That doesn't yeah. mean you can't get a job. You can't get something done with Legereus Sneed, but get one in-house so you can figure out the other one in-house. This goes back to what we said last week, though, too. There are 20 teams in the NFL who might take a corner in the first two rounds. Why the hell would you just let your guy go out to free agency and test the market? Yeah, at least you tag him. It keeps the, hey, he can just play one more year for you, and then maybe you part ways after next year. Or you work out a long-term deal. Or if you're like, you know what, there's a trade that we like around the draft, and all of a sudden we package him and trade him. Not that I want them to do that, but no, that but at it least gives give you an option. All choices. Legereus needs going to get tagged. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I think, he ha- that I think you just have I don't to give a choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's just an auto done. You step in the meeting with Brett Veach and you're like, yeah, we're going to have to do that. I don't think he was as serious about McColl. I'll admit. Based on the way those conversations like, I mean, were. With like, all due respect to McColl, who just had a game winning touchdown, like he's very, very far down the list of work. Like nobody's racing to sign McColl Hartman. You've got some time to figure that one out. And I think uh, if you, if you, Asked him for patience, you know. I'm pretty sure he would he would wait a little bit too because uh, he obviously knows his best fit and chance to have success is in Kansas City. I think Brett Veach. If there's any like every time we get another year, we've pointed this out. You and I had kind of d- dove into him in the first couple of years because essentially the history of our show is around the time Brett Veach took over as GM. Those two things are coincided pretty close, about a year apart. So in the early conversation with us, I'd be like, hey, look, he doesn't draft corners early. Straight up doesn't do it, so don't count on it. Then he took McDuff, and you're like, all right, he's willing to make exceptions. And then the was, I don't know that he can find defensive linemen in the draft consistently. Well, at least he found Karloftis. Dan has turned into a good player. And he's found some other guys like Turk Wharton and others who are productive. We'll see about Felix and Yudike Uzama. I'm long past the Breland Speaks days. But like, yeah. the oh, and same with the wide receiver, though. I know it's one, but you know, hey, you can't find a wide. Well, they just found a pretty damn good one in Rushy Rice. But again, do it again, repeat it again. And they're back to back Super Bowl champs. I don't have to apologize for the small mistakes <laughs> they make here or there. That's still my hang up on the Jones thing is this would be them breaking from their norm. If they choose to pay Chris Jones after the age of 30 on a big money contract, that'd be contrary to everything else they've done. Paying Snead once, that's not. They do that all the time. Right. I think the only difference would be, does he is he now, we've always talked about this group of three exceptions, basically. It, you know, it, after they traded Tyreek Hill, we said, oh, it's pretty clear. The only players that they're willing to, you know, full on make the highest paid player at their position and, and take care of them, even if it's crossing over, will be Patrick Mahomes. They've done it with Travis Kelsey uh, and then I think at the time we said maybe Chris Jones and well, here's here's their chance to do that. And they tried to do it last year. They yeah. just ultimately couldn't get a deal done. So I think Chris Jones is probably the exception to that, Cody. And that's, you know, I, I don't buy into, you know, that you, you, you have to sign someone to make sure they finish their career. Like I, I also, you can give Chris Jones a brand new deal. He still would only be 33 or 34 at the end of it. That doesn't ensure that he's going to finish his career no. in Kansas city. I know we, we use that at a lot that position. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But not, not a guarantee. Um, but, but I think Chris Jones career. Yeah, I think Chris Jones is potentially part of that group of three of Kelsey Mahomes where you're willing to hey, the, it doesn't apply to them the same way. But I as I've said consistently over the last like week or so on the show, it's just what has changed from 
a year ago that why now are you willing to do it? And maybe you just have more cap space. Maybe it's because you're trying to three-peat. That might be the, those might be the answers. Otherwise, he's a year older and he had less production. Now you're willing to actually give him the 30-something million dollars? It does seem odd, but I, like I've told you my stance on third contracts from an NFL perspective are simple. You give second contracts to great players in the NFL. You give third contracts to Hall of Famers. Like, that's it. Yep. And Chris Jones at least falls in that other category. So if you want to entertain the contract... I'll entertain it. I do think that they were somewhat close last year, but Chris Jones thought he might be able to hold him over a barrel a little bit, held out for a game. They lost a game and now they went back. And the only, like, I think less has changed on the chiefs end than has changed on Chris Jones end where now it does feel really Mm. hard to leave. If you're Chris Jones, you made a bunch of money. They took care of you. Okay. Even though you screwed yourself on the contract, you're back to back Super Bowl champ. You got a chance to go down in one of these great dynasties ever. And you will anyway, and everything with it. I think it's actually harder for Chris than it is for the Chiefs. Can I say something real quick on Brett Veach when I was listening to this? Sure. There's nothing to do with the football end, <laughs> and it's not even his fault, okay? Uh-oh. It's not even his fault. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, how anybody would sound. It is, Im- I've decided, it is impossible to discuss your like of reading or books and not sound stupid if your stance is, I don't like books. Because, and it's not Brett Veach's fault. Very smart man. And multiple times, very smart. But when he was talking about it, someone's like, hey, do you read? And he's like, no, nope. uh, you know, books, words. Like, and he's like, go read the other guy. He reads. I like movies. And then that was he the said he's was more like, of a documentary guy. <laughs> but that a Netflix you know documentary like, it guy. just sounds no matter what you say. And you don't have to be a reader. It's fine. I don't read enough. Um, but it's just like the way the way he said it sounded so silly. Just like, ah, books, you know, how do you do you read a book? No. Once a year. No. What's the last full book you read. I'm in the middle of reading a book right now, but it's full blown book. Yeah. Uh, Cody college college. Yeah. You, you read the whole book in college or 10 years ago, skimmed it a little bit. Probably skimmed 10 years ago. I'm actively reading. No, I should should have chosen such like Brett Veach. I'm more of a Netflix documentary guy. I like to watch documentaries. You're watching love is blind. No, I haven't watched love is blind in the last five seasons. (laughs) Yeah. No, like the documentaries or the mini the the mini docs. Those that's what I watch. Are you talking about the murder documentaries? No? Yep. Okay, that's not what he's describing. You sure? How do you know? He's saying you think history he, and he, stuff. He wasn't talking. He, he wasn't talking you, about oh, you, the murder. You, you don't think Brett Veach has ever watched one of the murder mysteries on Netflix? I'm you not think you that. think he's just watching documentaries on 1942? <laughs> no, but I think that that's what he was describing. That, I don't know. That that's that's the other part. Question? That's the other parts of my point where he's just like, you know, I don't read, but like. World War Two, you know, I watched that. <laughs> That's how it sounds. It's not again. It's not. It's not his fault. I think anybody having that conversation would sound exactly like that. Yeah, there's definitely the flip side. That's like there's definitely a flip side. Like just because you read a book doesn't doesn't oh, no. doesn't mean much either. But because uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, read two books this year, on a more, that's probably what I get through a year. On a more serious note, I I still both sessions with Andy Reid and Brad Veach. There were I thought two obvious glaring topics that were not even asked. We mentioned with Andy Reid, nobody asked him yeah. about the report of him getting an extension. Nobody asked Brett Veach about the comments yesterday from Charles Menahue. That sounds like, hey, do you, if you, had a, do you know if you're going to be talking with Charles? Sounds like he would like a new deal. I'm not saying we're going to get an answer definitively, but I don't know. That seemed like a pretty relevant thing. It just sucks because there's only, we, don't, we don't get a chance to talk to either of them very often. So yeah. when there's a I chance, like to hear when there's a chance, I, I, sure. I think that would have been a valid. Um, well, also, they're at the combine. So, yeah. hey, Brett, what is your focus? Like, I know that there's some obvious, you know, thoughts as to where they'll go, but is there a direction that you're looking at more this week, considering they're at the combine, I guess would have been a question I feel like would have been asked. Of course, first text, 816. Reading is for nerds, Tab. <laughs> I've already admitted I'm a nerd. There's no difference in here. And again, I read I saw like thinking of books. I two saw two books a year. I, My wife reads like twenty five. I saw thinking of books back there was a uh, like a Proof, like basically, like a proof copy of one of the Harry Potter books from J.K. Rowling's or whatever okay. that was you could have bought it in the '90s for like pennies, and it just sold for thirteen thousand dollars today. That's nuts. It's just like basically the proof copy of a Harry That's Potter crazy. book. We'll take more answers over here from the eight one six. He's probably just watching Drive to Survive. What do you, what think, do you think Brad Veach is watching on Netflix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's watching Love is Blind. I haven't watched that since season two. There's that, I just learned I yet. I knew at some they're point up you to see, watched that show. I did, but I they're up to season six. It, now they're at least on overdrive here. They're just kicking out Cracking way too many out, huh? uh, episodes. I saw there was a controversy because one of the guys who was on the show is married. His, oh, wife, seems... his wife found out. And that 
didn't go great. Oh, you mean she found out that her husband was on a very popular television show and he thought he could keep that secret? My guess is the show knew it at the time and they wanted it for controversy. Maybe. I swear that's how that some of that stuff works. Like you think when you're watching The Bachelor that the ex-girlfriend just happens to show up at the mansion in L.A.? Just happened to show up that they didn't ask her to no, show no, up. No, no, she found out like you know? on social media. She did not show up on the show. The ex girl. I know, but just like, with all these, I still don't buy it. Well, maybe not. But either way, that's that seems not like a great. problem for him. Mm-hmm. Seems like it'd be a problem, Gold, if you were dating a girl and then you found out she was on a dating show. Yes, and did not like. I mean, I think it'd be a problem. I mean, they're like, is this cool if I go? But still, the married thing is 100% worse. Um, if you're yes. dating someone, you could argue that, well, she was on the dating show. It was filmed six months ago. Now she's single again. And you could actually give that argument. Married. Not so much. Not, no, no. I think my wife would Emma let you go on. Uh, if she, True. if she was in on the joke, if she was in on the like joke, I did it for the show. Yeah. If she, if she was in on the joke and you knew it was, a, I would have to promise that there was no physical contact between me. Like, I could go on the dating show, but I can't be the person who makes out with her. Does that make sense? Well, then you can't be on the dating show. That's what happens. Just letting you know, that's got. If she's going to agree to this, I have got to draw a physical boundary. Otherwise, no good. Cody's going to be. I'm not sure it's good anyway, but it definitely wouldn't be good in that. The fake golden bachelor here in like 25, 30 years. That's you. (laughs) The golden bachelor. Is that a reality show that someone's come up with? You know, basically, like you have to guess who the real bachelor is. Actually, there's three of them on the show. One of them is actually single the other Give two or it not it'll show up eventually mm-hmm. also i've already decided i'm this is it this is my one marriage <laughs> if this one doesn't work out i'm done i mean i would i would hope I'm that's done. your answer i would hope that's, that's a good answer i'm never getting married I mean, again this is, is the, this is the one i'm either staying in this marriage forever do you think that there's people that anybody that got married and they're like you know what i'm not so sure i'll get married but We'll see if this one doesn't work. I got the next one. I don't think that's how anybody I think enters. People are more willing to, you know, explore the possibility of, you know, another shot at love. Not well, me. no, another shot if they already got divorced. But I'm saying, like, oh, yeah. while presently oh, married, while I don't think they're married. like, well, if this one doesn't work out, I've got, I've got to find somebody else. I think someone probably thinks that. <laughs> like way. Drew's only been married for two years or whatever at this point, right? Something like that. A year and yes, a half, two years. Yes. I don't think fresh end of the marriage is like, you know, again, I'll get married, but we'll see what happens. And my guess is he's planning on spending the rest of his life with his. Wife. If somebody asked me what is your marital status, I'm not I don't say, well, I'm in my first marriage. Oh, we screwed I, this up. I don't remember what it was. Remember when I said I'm currently yes, married? Currently married. Is that is that the way I phrased it? I think so. I mean it's accurate. Oh, yeah, so. it's just that if I were to say I'm in my first marriage, that makes it seem That's like implying a second yes, one's coming. Yes. That's worse than currently married. <laughs> I'm currently married. Also, just don't specify. I don't care if you're in, if you're like Big Lou and you're in your third or whatever. You're married. Big just, Lou. Just say I'm married. Don't be like I'm in my Agreed. third marriage. Agreed. Mr. Bancroft, the text line. Yeah. Someone says, would Gold watch again if Love Is Blind had a season based in KC? You could find out which women yeah. are available in the city. The ones who don't make it on the show, you know. <laughs> what you want me to scout through the Love Is Blind show? There's lots of different ways to find love in this world. Mm-hmm. You might have more in common with one of the people eliminated than the guy who's actually. I mean, if they had a season show. based in KC, I would We'd just try. I would, well, I just try to get on the show. Yeah, that's true. Ba- why would I? Why would I? Yeah, that's a good point. But am I, at some point, you're just getting to what? Well, what's the cutoff on that? I don't, most Love Is Blind. Most of them are like 23 to 30. I feel like I saw. I don't remember what this was. Uh, it was like on a social media platform. There was a gentleman around your age, Alex, complaining. Oh. That the very, like, he's like er, early 30s, single, um, no kids. So, like, your identical okay. situation. And he said the biggest problem he is consistently having in dating right now is in the first or second date, one of the first things always asked is, how much money do you make? Is that coming up in your dating life? So I've never had anybody point blank ask me, fortunately. I think that's extremely rude um, immediately. Now, I think you can tell as just going on a few dates where, you know, you find out what they do for work and you can, we can, we're all smart enough to put two and two together. If somebody says there, I think you make great money in radio. I think you're just, you're rolling in it. And so versus you go on a date with someone like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a surgeon. You know, I kind of have an idea of, you know, salary range that they might be in. If they're a surgeon Uh or at least what surgeon, what I've never, I've I've definitely never had anybody flat out ask me, but I, I'm not naive enough to not think that that is absolutely something people think about very early on. And look, at some point it it obviously does matter. Like you need to know, can the person support you and help support you and and you can raise a family together and all that. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to bum, 
<laughs> um, but Wait, yeah, would you I mean, not date a girl if she just had like a minimum wage job? Is that like an absolute no? Probably. But she's but she's in school to support herself. You know, she's working. On well, it. is she working towards she's like is she is she a better job? Like, she's like is she currently making minimum wage? Like is she she's getting a medical degree at the time or she's something a, she's like that? She's getting a master's degree, but in the meantime, she's master's in what? Education. <laughs> Because, like, a master's in broadcasting wouldn't do a damn thing for you salary-wise. Uh, Pete Sweeney's got a master's in broadcasting. But I don't no. think he's making more money because he has a master's in broadcasting, with all due respect to Pete Sweeney. He's making know. more money because he's just really good at what he does for Everett oh, Pride. That's a nice compliment. You're you know? Well, he just texted me or emailed me, so that's why I decided his name. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you got the same email. Um, so there you go. Okay. I'm just asking if that yeah, was coming Yeah, is it? I mean, if someone on the second date said, you know, I just really important, how much do you make? I would... Just uh, straight up, that's a that's an in, instant. Well, that's what you this were. You were right? I was like, there's just no way. That's a bad question. Terrible. I feel like someone that says that when just... she asks how much you make, ask her her body count and see which one's more <laughs> awkward. At the time, both both would it's not good be count. good. Also, why would you just just? There's no need to know that answer. I don't think you want to know necessarily. Just across the board, whether it's one or a hundred, I just don't think you want. Like I also don't know if I that would. That answer doesn't change anything. Early on, also I just wouldn't probably believe the answer is real like you know what i mean like eventually down the road you find out like initially i don't think the person's gonna give you an honest number you, it's gonna be 30 percent at least less yeah. than nobody nobody like if, if someone way, if says 10 you think it's 15 if somebody says yeah seven it's probably 10 yeah, and like if you're like you know it's different if you were dating and you were both in your 20s versus you're dating your thir- like you're old you're in your 30s or 40 like obviously the number's gonna be higher you're a little bit older it's like <laughs> the number's gonna be a little higher in your 30s versus and, when you're having this conversation you're 18 well i would hope so <laughs> i would hope the number was a little bit different it was low enough at 18 uh, yeah so anyway i'm glad we had this conversation maybe pick this back up I later on i have to worry about that question which, which wait? The, Are you the, saying the, the only person question. you've ever had sex with is your wife? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm jumping back. I'm <laughs> which sorry. Which part of this were you talking I was, about? I, I missed it, that the question. Money question. The money part or the... Yes. the if money. you've known them long enough, if you've the known them part. since college, the how much money do you make conversation doesn't it's, exist. Exactly. It's totally relevant. I was able to avoid the how much money do you make question. It was, I have a part-time job and I also am in college. Oh, I just great. think without asking, there, there's no reason ever at because... Between finding out what they do, then you see what car they're driving. You you go to their apartment or house. Like you you can put two or three things together and have a decent Figure idea of kind of where what kind of money they're making. Anyway, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. We'll also be joined by Royal starting pitcher Brady Singer. Get his perspective on uh, how spring is going, but also the uh, the controversy around the uniforms. Next, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.